Praise the Lord. Shall we gather at the river? Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the, into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. My, that is good news. The earth be removed, mountains carried into the midst of the sea, the waters of earth are raging, the nations of the earth are in a tumultuous way, but God says there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. There is a river in the house of God. The city of God is the church in New Testament terms. The church is in its individual expression. Every local church is a place where God says, I will put my river. I'll put my river in my church. I'll put my river in the city among my, the gathering of my people. So tonight we know where the river is. It's in the house of the Lord. It's in the people of God as we gather together. The river of God begins to flow. The Bible says there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. We are the city of God. The streams thereof shall make glad the city of God. What are the streams? They are the very varying influences of that river. We come and gather at the river of our God as we gather corporately. And what happens? Healing streams break out. And streams of forgiveness and streams of compassion forgiveness comes and blessing of the Lord comes and gladness comes the river changes everything in us the river is alive the river quickens our sons and daughters to serve God the river puts fruitfulness in us the, the river gives us vision the river gives us life the river makes glad the city of God there is a river. Let the mountains shake. Let the earth be removed. Let the kingdoms rise and fall. But there is a river for God's people as we come into his house and we begin to drink of the divine influences as the streams break out upon us. Isaiah 35 and 1. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful-hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, 
and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to pour out my spirit. A wilderness world, but there are a people who are going to know where the water of God is and draw near to it and be satisfied. Isaiah 35 is, is more than irrigation pipes over in the land of Israel, okay? There was some fulfillment of this word historically as the people came back from Babylonian captivity, but that word is spiritual. That word is symbolic. God says, I'm going to cause the wilderness to blossom as the rose. I'm going to bring forth water for my people. And there's going to be such a transformation in their life that the eyes of the blind will open and they will see. And the ears of the deaf will be unstopped and they will hear. And the lame will begin to dance and rejoice and leap as the deer because of the goodness of the Lord. God says, I will cause fruitfulness. I will cause abundance to come. This is the transformation of your life and mine as the living waters of God touch us and change us. Isaiah 41, verse 17. The poor and needy seek water. That's me, Lord. I qualify. I'm poor and needy. Poor in spirit and desperate after the Lord. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together. Seven kind of trees, the fullness of God's symbolic number. That they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. And the Holy One of Israel has created it. The poor and needy seek water. That's humanity thirsting for God. But we begin to call out on the Lord, and the Lord says, I will hear my people, and I will open, I will open rivers in the desolate places, and I will cause fountains to run in valleys, and I will plant in the wilderness. In a wilderness world, I'm going to bring seven kinds of trees together. And they're going to be planted, and they're going to grow, and they're going to drink of the river of God. And they will consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The church is a miracle. The gathering of God's people week after week, the building of our lives together in Jesus Christ, is an absolute miracle. The hand of the Lord has done this, and the Holy One of Israel has created it. Poor and needy seek water. God says, I will, I will hear, I will open up fountains, I will open up rivers. God says, I'm going to plant seven kinds of trees together, a symbolic fullness, representative of all trees. God says, I'm going to bring people together. These seven trees were seven very different kinds of trees. They did not normally grow together. 
There are trees of the mountain and there were trees of the plains. Some trees grew more in the remote wild and others were domesticated. But God says, I brought these trees together. There were trees for oil. There were trees for timber, for building the house of God. There were trees that were used for the shaping and carving of musical instruments. There were trees for fragrance and beauty in the house of God and among the people of God. Don't you appreciate the diversity of the people of God? In this place, seven kinds of trees, trees that don't normally grow together. We come from many different walks of life. We come from many different backgrounds. We come from different kind of terrain. But there's one thing that brings us together, and that is the river of God, the river of his presence in his house, whereby we draw living water and supply and fruitfulness. The hand of the Lord has done this. Appreciate the diversity and uphold the unity. Appreciate the diversity of the people of God that are all about you and me, and let's guard the unity, this miracle that God has done of bringing us together at the river of God. You know, many Christians today play loose with the ordinances of the Lord, especially the gathering of the saints. And when you're in conversation, it doesn't take long among Christians. Invariably, you'll hear it. I heard it twice in the last month. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. This from the mouth of Christians. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. As if that's the standard for the people of God. I mean, did God say that? I have yet to find one scripture where God says, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I think we should be careful about what we're saying. Make sure it lines up with the word of God. The disciples looked at Jesus and said, zeal for the house of God has consumed him. They saw it in his face. They felt it in his spirit. They saw it in his disposition and his manner. They said, zeal for the house of God has consumed Jesus of Nazareth. Many Christians today can't say that. But I pray to God that we will stir our hearts and change our lives and change our spirits until we can say, zeal for your house has truly consumed me, Lord. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Why does the conversation always fall to that side? Why doesn't it go to, I absolutely love the house of God. I love being with the people of God. I love the worship. I love the prayer. I love the preaching and teaching of the word. I'd sacrifice anything to be a part of the house of God. It's my joy and my gladness. Zeal for your house has consumed me. You know, the disciples didn't look at Jesus and say, zeal for his private, personal relationship with God has consumed him. Although that was true. But that's not what they noted. They said, zeal for the house of God has consumed him. And I don't know about you, but that's the side that I want to be on. 
zeal for God's house. And we know what God's house is. 1 Timothy 3.15, it's very clear. The house of God is a local church properly structured under the ordinances of the Lord and under proper authority. That is the house of God. Well, it's not about the building. I agree. It's not about the building, the four walls. This is just a shelter where we gather. It's about the building in the building. A people being builded together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. A people built together by the Holy Spirit to contain the presence and the ministry and the healing and the power and the counsel and the direction of the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah 44. These Isaiah scriptures are amazing. Three to five. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty. That's me, Lord. And floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants on your sons and daughters, on your grandsons and your granddaughters and generations to come, and I will pour my blessing on your offspring. They shall spring up, up among the grass like willows by the water courses. One will say, I am the Lord's. Yeah, I want to follow the Lord. Mom, Dad, can you pray with me? I'm only five years old, four years old, six years old. I want to follow the Lord. I am the Lord's. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Say, I want to identify with the family of God. Another will write with his hand, the Lord's. I belong to the Lord. I am the Lord's. Or the marginal says, another will write on his hand, put some ink on his hand, the Lord's. This hand belongs to the Lord, and it's represent of my whole life of service. I belong to the Lord. And another will name himself or KJV says, surname himself by the name of Israel, a prince with God. I'm going to rule and reign in life by one Jesus Christ. What glorious promises. God says, I'll pour out my spirit upon your children. I'll pour out my blessing upon your offspring. They're going to spring up as among the grass, as willows by the watercourses. The rivers of God are going to run, and they're going to be changed. They're going to be ministered to. You know, things don't happen accidentally in families and in the house of God. They that sow to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. The Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that is why we gather our children. Keep your children close to the river. Keep your children by the water courses. Keep them in the corporate gathering in the house of God where the worship and the prayer runs strong and the ministry is anointed of the Lord. And let God pour out his blessing and let God pour out his spirit upon them. Hallelujah. The river, there is a river. The streams whereof. Make glad the city of God, the holy places of the tabernacles of the Most High. Shall we gather at the river? How can we stay away from it? Shall we gather at the river? I can't wait to get there. The river of God in his house. What a blessing it is. What a glory it is. I have a cousin. 
He's turning 65 in December. He has pastored Elam Church, Elam Pentecostal, uh, POC Church for the last 32 years as lead pastor, 34 years on staff. Today is his last Sunday as lead pastor, and he's stepping off staff and retiring as such. And I called him last week to congratulate him. I mean, that church in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, is a flagship church of the POC, and this cousin of mine, strong ministry, and really blessed the church as a faithful pastor over these many years. And so I asked him about life and ministry and what was happening, and then he said, he said, I heard you, you transitioned the church about a year ago to your son, Pastor Mark and Caitlin. I said, I did. And he said, well, what do you do now? I said, well, I do pretty much what I did before, only now I preach Sunday nights. He says, oh, you still have, you still have the Sunday night. And I said, yeah, I said, we do. I said, you know, during the pandemic, I said, for about a year and four months, we didn't have Sunday night services. And, you know, we had a elongated Sunday morning service with prayer through part of the afternoon. And, um, I said, but, you know, we were coming, the restrictions were coming off. This was in the spring, toward the summer of 2022, and all the, you know, there it was. Are we going to start up Sunday night services? You know, hardly any church has Sunday night services. Are we going to start it up? It's been a tradition in our past, and, you know, a few people, a few, said, when are we starting up night services? We can't wait to have Sunday night services. And so I said to my cousin, I said, I, I really went to prayer like, Lord, I need an answer from you. So I started praying. Lord, do you want us to have Sunday night services or no? I guess I didn't know. I didn't really think the Lord would say, no, I don't want you to have Sunday night services. Not sure he's going to say, oh, yes, I do want to have Sunday night service. It was just prayer. Week after week, I knew the deadline was coming for an answer. Praying and praying and calling on the Lord. And one day the word of the Lord came to me so clear and so powerful. And the Lord said, if you love me, feed my sheep. And I said, Lord, that's all I need. There you are. So I shared with my cousin. I said, you know, that's how we... That's why we're back to Sunday night services. The Lord spoke to me and said, feed my sheep. He said, he chuckled, he said, maybe I should have listened to the Lord instead of the board. <laughs> well, we have a board too, a board of directors, godly and holy men, but we don't, it's not a voting board. It's a prayer board and a decision board that moves in order and in line with the Holy Spirit, and we seek the blessing of the kingdom of God above everything else. Hallelujah. <laughs> Isaiah 58, verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. These are the promises of God for you and me tonight. 
And we take hold of these promises and we pray them before God and we're diligent with them and we believe them and God forbid there would be any other confession or words running over out of our mouth. The Lord will guide me continually. He will satisfy my soul even when I'm in drought. He will strengthen my bones. I will be like a watered garden and like a spring of waters. Here is a promise from God that we will have a continual supply of his refreshing, life-giving water in our souls till the day we exit this planet. That's the promise of God. Shall we gather at the river? Oh, yes, Lord. I'm going to gather myself to the river of my own heart, too. Commune with my own heart and let the river flow. The river in me and the river in the house of God. And then we have Numbers 21, 16 to 18. People of God, the Bible says, from there they went to Beer, which is the well where the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. So they named it later, obviously. They named it a well later. When they first gathered, there was no well. The Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well. All of you sing to it. Every person, congregation gathered, Children, sons and daughters, men and women, start singing to the well. Spring up, O well. The well the leaders sank, dug by the nation's nobles, by the lawgiver. They were under the authority of the word. They were under the worship ministry. They were operating according to the word of God. It says by the lawgiver with their staves, with their walking sticks. God says, gather the people together and I'll give them water. They were in a dry place, a wilderness area. It would be like this congregation tonight. Let's say we went out to the field to the north of us and, well, let's go to the well and draw water. And so we gather, we gather around. You know, there's a supposed this well in the middle and the congregation, we all gather around and we say, there's no well. There's no water. God says, I know. I want you to start singing. I want you to start singing. Spring up, oh well. I mean, anybody can learn that song. You don't have to be a skilled musician. You don't have to be some great singer. You can just start singing, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Can you imagine this whole congregation? It starts to build, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. I mean, there's nothing there but flat wilderness dirt. And then the lawgivers get involved. The nobles, the leaders of the people, they take their walking staves and they start digging a hole with their walking staves. I mean, think of it. How ridiculous. Moving some dirt around, poking it down, pushing some dirt to the side. I mean, what kind of a hole can you dig with a walking stick? Get some shovels. Get some spades. We got to dig a hole. There's a, we got to dig a well. I don't know how deep, 15, 20 feet down if we want water. You know, I agree. Our, our efforts aren't that much, but in our obedience is a miracle. 
And so the nobles pushed the dirt around a bit, and the people were singing and rejoicing, spring up, oh, spring up, oh well, spring up, oh well. And all of a sudden, water began to seep up and flow out of the ground, and it met every need. And the people had their buckets, and they took some water home, and even the dog and the cat was refreshed by the waters of God. They cooked their meals, and they rejoiced in the goodness of the Lord. Spring up, oh well. Sing to it. Sing to it. All of you sing to it. All of you sing to it. The well the leaders sank, dug by the nation's nobles, by the lawgiver with their staves. And so God watered his people and strengthened them and blessed them. Shall we gather at the river? Let's gather at the river. You know, it doesn't hurt us to dig a little bit once in a while. Say, well, I only, I only come, I only drink if the waters are running freely. I don't want any effort. The promises of God sometimes need the sharp edges of our staff, our pilgrim walking stick, our faith, as well as their glorious fulfillment. The promises of God need our labor as well as his glorious reward. And often that's how it is. We sing, we dig, we sing, we dig, and the Lord does the miracle, and the waters begin to flow. Let's have the worship ministry come, and let's stand together tonight and close out with Psalm 1, 1 to 6. I trust your heart is encouraged tonight to come to the river, to come to the river in the house of God. God is a rewarder of his people. He says, I'll open up a river in my house and the streams will flow. Bless your life and your children and raise you up to serve God. Psalm 1, 1 to 6, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Oh, by the way, I told my cousin Marvin, talking about church attendance, he said, well, your Sunday night service, is it, is it fairly well attended? I said, it's, it's fairly well attended. But I said, you know, in all honesty, we don't have Sunday night services for those who don't want it. We have it for those who do want it. <laughs> Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. scornful. You know, I love the Lord. In one verse, he can knock out about 90% of TV programming and video watching. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night, ponders by talking to himself, turning the words of God over in his mouth and in his heart, rehearsing the promises of God, praying and speaking the promises of God, in his law, he meditates day and night. Wakes up in the night season, his heart, his heart is crying out to God. He's got prayers on his heart in the night because there's so much a part of him and her. His law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly 
shall perish. A tree, a river, and a congregation. That is the way of the Lord. The altars are open tonight. If anyone would like prayer for any need or come to seek the Lord, present your life before the Lord, please slip out from where you are. If you'd like prayer for any need tonight, spiritually or physically, emotionally, family situation, if you'd like prayer, the prayer team is here to minister to you and strengthen you. But as a congregation as a whole, let's sing to the river tonight. Let's sing to the well. Spring up, O well. Come on, river of God. Come on, wells of living water. Flow, fountains break out. Satisfy every need of God's people in this place. Amen.